0: Hello and welcome to The Dancer's Podcast. I am your host, Dan Donahue. I'm glad that I made it. I just got back from the Met Gala. Um, A few announcements before I get into uh, my experience at the Met Gala, which I definitely was at. I was there um, 100%. You can subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, The link is in the description. And you get an extra episode a week. And it's $5 and it really helps the podcast. Uh, It helps me. It helps me get $5. Isn't that isn't that enough? Isn't that a just cause? Listen, $5, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that a lot more than a successful podcaster would if you gave it to them. Think about that. Um, And the second thing, if you can please subscribe on the YouTube, watch the videos, like the videos, it really helps. Let's get into it. So I was at the Met Gala. I was there, 100%. I was invited. Um, You know, the Met Gala is a place of art. It's a place of expression. It's a place where the richest people in the entire world can get more praise. And where if you are mean to one of them, you will then feel the wrath of an online mob who will go... Don't be mean to that person who makes five hundred million dollars and would cut my legs off with a samurai sword if I cut them in line at a coffee shop. Don't be mean to them. They're my hero. The Met Gala so I so I went there, I was hired uh, you know, for sort of an artistic thing there. Bella Hadid uh wanted me on the red carpet to just kind of stand on the red carpet and then she kicked my ass. So there's gonna be videos online of Bella Hadid and Gigi jumps in, um, and they're both just kicking my ass. They're really they're bloodying my face. They're punching me in the stomach. They're uh digging their stilettos deep into uh my ears and mouth. But it was good. I'm glad I did it. Uh I'm glad that I Got the exposure. I'm getting paid in exposure. There, listen. We live in a different kind of economy now that a lot of people don't understand. We live in an exposure based economy. I I don't know if you realize that some some of you might work these jobs like welding or bricklaying where, you know, the new exciting economy just hasn't really hit you yet. But let me explain it. So money, like uh getting paid a just amount of money for the work you do, that's not that's not what we're doing anymore, okay? We're done with that. That's all oh, get that paper money out of your pocket. Throw your debit cards away. It's about exposure, okay? I don't know, maybe it's specifically the business that I'm in. But I've had many, many people offer to pay me in exposure for things. Uh, I won't name any names, but it was Barstool Sports. (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, Barstool Sports uh, messaged me, or like one of their interns, I'm sure, messaged me, and they were like, hey, we would love to... uh, repost one of your videos and honestly when it comes to that i usually just let people do it i'm almost always like yeah you can repost my video so i uh i told them yeah you can repost my video i don't really care um and they go okay well you need to sign this you have to fill out this website so they message me and they go hey we want to post one of your videos on our instagram and i go fine i don't really care and then they go Okay, fill this thing out. As though I want to audition in whatever, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Listen, I'm not hot shit, but it was weird to me that that happened. And I go to the form that they told me to fill out, and it's like a fucking release for the video. Like, they want to own the rights to the video so they can use it to advertise. And it's like, the people that agree to this, it's either people who had a video go viral and they weren't expecting it, or they're not like online people. And they're just like, Oh, bar sports. Cool. Or this even darker possibility, which is there are people who are legitimately like, Oh yeah, here, take my foot, whatever the video that I made and use it for your thing. Like the open level of exploitation in that process is so unbelievable. It's like, listen, you can fuck me. You know what I mean? You can fuck me over. I understand. It's a, it's uh, the whole world. You're getting fucked over. If you're in any, I was going to say the United States, but it's like any country. You're just, there's power imbalances everywhere. It doesn't matter what kind of fucking economic system you put up. Someone is going to screw you at least have the decency could gussy it up a little bit. Make it look like I'm not getting completely fucked over here. What are we doing, Portnoy? Okay? Get down here and have a celebrity boxing match with me. I would never do that. He's also pretty big. He would probably kick my ass, but... Portnoy, I'm throwing down the gaunt- gauntlet. You want to kick my ass? You come down here to my living room and you kick my fucking ass, dude. I'll take you on. Um... But yeah, somebody the the only question we got this week was about the Met Gala. It was my que- uh, it was a question. What do I think about the Met Gala? I'm gonna go into it a little bit. Um, I I don't really know a lot about the Met Gala, much like most normal sane people. I tried looking it up for information, and I saw that there was a Met Gala live stream, and I was watching the Met Gala live stream, and it is just these people. Oh, these people. Watching the Met Gala live stream. I picture them and they're in rooms where every single piece of furniture is made out of that very soft, like fake fur material that you see blankets made out of. Their entire apartment is made of that. And they have 12 cats. And they get Uber Eats. For meals that they don't even eat. They'll order Uber Eats five times a day and they'll eat three times a day. And they're just logging on to the Met Gala live stream just to see who shows up. And I understand the excitement of fanfare. I'm not one of these people that's going to talk down. I guess I just did. I I guess I just did talk down on the Met Gala, but we're just having a little bit of fun. And I'm okay with people making fun of me for the things that I like. Um, and by the way, that's an important point. It is great to like things. I, I If you like something, if you get true joy from the experience of uh, taking part in something, that's great. You have to be okay with people making fun of the thing that you like. I'm not saying if it's like an important thing or whatever, but I'm saying if it's like a... Uh, whether it be boxing or disneyland be okay with people making fun of it okay if you want to tell me boxing is just two shirtless guys oiled up getting in a ring trying to touch each other i go yes what else <laughs> yeah you've described yes That's always such a funny one. I know I'm going on a lot of tangents right now. I'm going to get back to the Met Gala. But there will very often be people who make fun of MMA and boxing, not because it's hyper-violent, and I could hear that argument out, and not because the people who participate in it uh, tend to be, you know, sort of on-the-fringe, mentally ill, mostly men who have incredibly divisive political opinions, which I could understand that too. No. They go, I don't want to watch MMA because it's gay. And it's like, okay, listen to me. I get where your head's at. But you're going to pick the one thing about this sport that's possibly excusable? You're going to take this hyper-violent, hyper-masculine show of violence, and fury, and you're going to make it redeemable by calling it gay? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make MMA sound cool? You are doing my job for me. Because it's never people people saying that. It's never people who are... It's always people who are, like, on the left. It's always people who are ostensibly pro- gay people, allies, but they're like, oh my God, you like that? It's because they think it'll hurt you. That's why. Because they think everybody that watches MMA is like a knuckle-dragging moron. And I'm not going to say I'm not that to an extent. I'm certainly the dumbest guy in my friend group. But it's making an assumption and it's taking a stance in an argument that you have no footing on further. The people who go, oh my god, MMA. You like MMA. It's so gay. You're making the assumption that I think gay people are bad. And when I calmly let you know, like, oh, that's fine. I wouldn't be upset if it was. Now you're now you're a party pooper and a homophobe. <laughs> Isn't that... Can you think of a worse mixture? Can you think of a person you would less be less likely to invite over to your home? So I'm not a person who uh be okay with people who dislike the things that you, or who make fun of the things that you like. I don't dislike the Met Gala. I'm excited to go. Here's the thing. I made up the Gigi Bella Hadid thing, but I actually do truly in my mind think I will be at the Met Gala within I'll say next year. I'll probably be at the Met Gala. Um, I will be wearing this outfit, probably. Or I'll be wearing one of my nice button-ups, which is the one that only has one broken button. And I'll be there, and you'll see me. And they'll be like, that's that's fucking art right there. Look at that beautiful, sexy asshole right there. Because when it comes to the Met Gala, you know what I think they lack as a guy? They should have one guy every year at the Met Gala who's the sweatpants guy. They should have one dude who he gets picked at random. So it could be, oh, fucking uh I don't know who goes who goes nuts for uh Jared Leto. Okay, Jared, he gets tapped that year. It comes with his invitation. It's like sorry buddy, you gotta go gray sweatpants, Garfield T shirt. One guy, because the issue with the Met Gala, and there is only one issue with the Met Gala, and I want to make that clear, is that for all the opulence, for all the flair, for all the nice clothing, one thing's missing. There's no background. There's no juxtaposition for these people to look extra gorgeous because there's no normal people around That's what I, if I was at the Met Gala, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a buddy of mine who's a little bit shorter to walk right next to me in a Garfield t shirt and sweatpants. I'm going to make my tuxedo count. Okay, you're going to see Jason Momoa walking in. Oh, who's he with? A gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Jason, you're fucking short sighted, brother. Okay? you're not getting as many eyeballs as possible on you because you're with an incredibly beautiful woman, okay? Not me. Listen, I ain't as tall as you. I don't have the same muscles. I don't have cool tattoos. I'm probably not as nice as you. But I'm there with my buddy who's in a Garfield t-shirt taking pills. And you're going to look at me and go, oh my God, is that the world's sexiest man? No. It's an optical illusion but I tricked you, didn't I? You've been got. You've been got by the master once again. It's so funny that we, like, take so much account of these things like the Met Gala, where it's just at the end of the day an event someone put on. I I come from catering. Listen, I come from the goddamn catering world. I come from the fucking backstages, all right? I know how the I know how the CD underbelly of these systems are. All right? You want to talk about the fucking inside? I was deep on the inside. And let me tell you something. Sometimes the calamari not as fresh as you would think it is. But it's just like a, it's just like an event that you get invited to and it probably sucks to go to for a lot of these people and they take one picture in the bathroom and everybody's like Oh, my God, look at what they're wearing. I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me as much as maybe it would appeal to a person who uh, has spent their entire life in a pink room that they didn't change since second grade. But some of the dresses are nice. Okay? Okay. I saw what Doja Cat wore. Doja Cat had some sort of like AI type makeup on. More of that. How about more of that? We're over. We're done with tuxedos. We're done with. Tuxedos. I'm over it. I'm done. I know what a fucking ball gown looks like. You know there was this big big thing recently uh, of like exposed nipples where everybody got heated about it and everybody was like, look at these fucking. Win-. It's like, listen, evolve or die, brother. Okay. This is where we're at right now. Exposed nipples. Exposed nipples is not only the logical outcome. Why aren't you psyched about this? This is what I don't get. I really don't. I I think maybe it's straw men. Like, I think sometimes... Sometimes when uh, people want to, like, drum up controversy... They'll pick like a couple of tweets from completely irrelevant people and essentially blow them up because, I, or maybe that's hopeful thinking on my part. I truly, truly swear to God, do not know a single person who's like, fuck, put those nipples away. I don't know them. Maybe I do. Maybe like some friends' dads from my hometown. And I guess. At the end of the day, your friends' dads from your hometown are who run the world. But it's like, listen, guys are out here. We're wearing four-inch seam shorts, all right? The game is over. It's all over. I'm out there walking my goddamn ass on Santa Monica Boulevard with a three-inch inseam, all right, strutting. It's over. It's fucking free. It's free. It's the 60s out there, baby. All right? And just like the 60s, we're not accomplishing a goddamn thing except doing drugs and walking around in stupid clothing. So get with it, brother. But yeah, so before, you could just kind of wear a nice tuxedo and people would go, whoa, whoa. Look at that cool guy in the cool tuxedo. And people still pretend to feel that way. But you can only see enough tuxedos until it's sort of out there. And also, you can't have all of these people breaking the trend. Because if everybody breaks a trend, then the Met Gala just becomes like everybody showing up in their t-shirt. And you can't have that either. So... Yeah, only a couple of people get to be crazy, the Jared Leto's, the Doja Cats of the world. They get to be a little bit, uh, they get to be a little bit wild. And then I'm sure some of the lower ranking celebrities are the ones that just kinda want to look nice wear the suits. Hey, it's all good. You know? I don't really honestly, and this is an unpopular opinion, I think that the uh slap at the Oscars was was awesome. Now, hear me out. You shouldn't hit anybody, but it was the only time I ever considered the Oscars in kind of my entire life. And it was pretty funny, and it was an open-hand slap, which is still not good, but not the worst. You know, a man open-hand slapping another man, I will say, usually goes... It's not great. You shouldn't do it at a Christmas party. You certainly shouldn't do it at the Oscars. But is it the worst thing in the world? Got my ass in the seat. Got my ass looking at who won fucking best director. (laughs) It didn't. I still don't know who won best director. But yeah, the, the events, they never... When you think about like... I think a lot of people dream of being Famous a lot of people have a picture of being famous. Um, And if part of your dream of being famous is going to something like the Oscars, like the Grammys, your, uh, your dreams might be a little bit stupid. And I'm not saying that because it's an unattainable goal. I think whoever's listening to this right now, if you put in enough work and enough dedication... And it was like maybe uh ten years ago and you hadn't wasted all that time, you could have made it. No, I'm kidding. You I think you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. I really do believe that. But I just don't think it's a goal that real like you think of it as this cool, but you think of the Met Gala and you're like, Oh my god, the Met Gala It must be so and then you get there, it's like probably parking sucks. You have to take some sort of an Uber there or get a limo there, but the line is going to be fucking long. You walk down a red carpet. You're going to eat. The, there's going to be nice food there. You're not going to know a ton of people. Okay. Who's that in the corner? It's John Ham. He's jacking off. You're like, what the hell? They're like, yeah, that's, John just does that. That's just, he started doing it in like 2014. And no one said anything the first time he did it. And so he just thought it was okay. And then it was like embarrassing for us to kind of bring it up to him. And that was just sort of a thing. Like when you're new to the Met Gal, it's a little weird. But then the next time you come, you're going to be like, oh, it's fine. That's John Hamm and he's jacking off in the corner. And it's like, it's funny that he would do that because, you know, he has like the famously big penis. I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty big. But he's like not even making eye contact with anyone. He, his eyes are closed and his He's biting his lower lip like he's focusing. And they're like, "Yeah, that's John. I mean, you're making too much of a big deal about this at this point." And then you go, "All right, buddy, hey, I'm just asking a question. It's a little weird." And they're like, it, "We understand. We understand. We get it. I'm sorry. We're just used to being at the Met Gala. Clearly, you're not." So that's how the Met Gala would go if you went there. Um, and if that's the sort of thing you're into, I would want to I would actually want to see that once, okay? And I'm not gay, but I would see John Ham jerking off once just to see what it looks like, just to see what he's up to. Can I say that? Listen, in this world we live in, can I at least say that? And let me say this there's some guys in the comments that might go. Suspect, bro. That's so. Su- Here's the thing about the word "suspect" that I am uh, happy about. It's lost all meaning. It's lost all meaning. Words like that. It happens on the on the uh, on the left side of things too, on Twitter and stuff. Things like gaslighting have almost completely lost all meaning. At least to the point where, if you hear someone's gaslighting, your first reaction is like, "Oh, that's bad." But also, I don't even know that. Does that mean they were just like? they showed up to dinner four minutes late. I don't know exactly what you mean by gaslighting because it's used so often. That also happened with the word suspect, which I'm actually grateful for. I'm glad that word's kind of losing steam because we started using suspect to mean, like, if a guy, like, stumbles over a crack in the wa- in the sidewalk, people are like, that is, that's fucking suspect behavior, dude. Wee-woo, wee-woo. It's so... We're so... I mean... When you really look at the video, and, and here's the issue, there are videos that I am being shown in the algorithm, so I know that I uh, must be guilty in some way of showing interest in these videos, in some sub- subconscious way. I try to flip through them as soon as I see them, but I mean, we're just going on the street and we're asking, uh, we're asking each other what our body counts are. And it's just like high school never ends now. That's what tech, technology has brought us to a place where there are like 28-year-old influencers who are just going on the street and asking women how many guys they've had sex with. Technology has brought us to a point where we have reverted all the way back to being in high school. I, the, the body count conversation is so interesting to me because I really was confident. Like I, when I went to college, that was a big deal. Like people would talk about it or whatever. And then when I left college, I was in stand up for like, I just did stand up. I worked like jobs where I didn't know any of my coworkers. I violently avoided knowing any of my coworkers. Do you want to know how much I avoided my coworkers? I just realized this in my head. I worked at a restaurant, a restaurant, and I didn't fuck anyone there, okay? That's how much I was not... Do you know how easy it is to fuck at a restaurant? It's almost it's almost enforced. Never got drinks after work with anybody. I mean, there's coworkers that I've really liked. There's coworkers that have sort of stayed in touch, but for the most part... Didn't know any of them. So maybe I was just like out of the loop of what, I don't know, like normal people were doing and talking about. And then TikTok came back on and people were like, what? And I I assume the people talking about it are like 20 years old, I hope. But if this is a main concern in terms of finding a part, a real partner, someone to like share your life with, And you're like, man, like everything's man. She's great. Like she's very, she's a kind person. She's really good with kids. But the, but the body count, dude. But the, but the fucking body count. It's like, listen. I just don't know where we're at as a people. I think it is this mental. Sort of because that that sort of it, it's all kind of tied into this idea of like these these pseudo influencer guys like your uh, Dan bulzarians and your Andrew Tates and shit. And they're all guys that exhibit what a 12 year old thinks a cool guy is. And that's fine if you're 12, and a lot of their fans are 12. But the issue is, there's these like mid 20 to 30 year olds who are into their stuff, and it's like brothers. What are what are we up? Have do you not understand? Have you not lived in the real world? I feel like it's this lack of grounding that people have. Where if you're and I'm not, you know, I haven't lived the hardest fucking life. I haven't whatever. There's people who have worked, but I've had bad things happen to me. I've like had jobs, lost jobs, worked hard jobs, all that shit. And when I see that stuff, I'm like, oh, I mean, this is clearly not a representation of reality in any way. When I say it's like they're, you know, I'm sure. Dan Balzarian is, like, an actual rich guy. I'm sure he does actually, like, you know, fuck 20-year-olds. I'm not saying that that stuff is. I'm saying, like, the representation you're getting, the media that you are consuming about these people is incredibly heavily curated. And when you see it, I mean, I feel like you should just immediately detect it as, oh, this is, like, publicity. For some reason, we we don't. It's this like, because I think people mostly live on their phones, it's really, it's easier to make a false representation of reality when people haven't actually lived a real life. And I know that's kind of a morbid idea, but I do feel like that is the case. I feel like, we're more easy to sell shit to now because we're so hyper fixated on this like fake representation of reality that we start mistaking it for what people are actually doing, what people are actually seeing, how people are actually like talking it's that i it's that like idea and conversation about our expectations about bodies. And it's like, I definitely had a warped sense of both my body and like bodies around me based on media where I remember the first time I ever saw stretch marks on a woman was like in the real world with someone I was seeing. You know how crazy that is that it took me into like I was maybe nineteen or twenty or whatever. It took me that long to see. Maybe I had seen it on like a pregnant woman's stomach or whatever, but it may like maybe at the beach in passing. But I had never, I had never like really considered them until I was. De- it it's just so crazy how skewed our media. And now you have these like people that are just on fucking porn and then looking at bodybuilding and it's this incredibly insane warped view of reality so now when you get these kind of like hyper influencers which i felt like back in the day were sort of a novelty you know what i mean like like i i keep bringing him up because he was the guy that was relevant when i was a kid but like dan balzerian at least when i i felt like he was mostly being taken as this goofy character. Like, Oh, look at this silly guy with like the big beard and all the, like the yacht and the women. It's like, Ooh, what are you compensating for? Like, blah, blah, blah. But it's taken seriously now. Like that, that kind of bullshit reality is taken seriously. And it's like, God damn, man, it does not seem good. And if you try to represent, reality in any way that's the unfortunate thing people want to fucking see it they don't want to see it because you're in this marketplace you're in this sort of space where everything is so glossy and bright and the faces have you seen thumbnails oh my god I've I've even been victim of it and I'm gonna stop doing it, I think, but I've been I've fallen fucking victim to this where when I try to pick the name of a YouTube video, I try to use something that's fucking like kinda crazy because it's like, Oh, this will get more clicks and yeah, the goal is to get more clicks and I do need to get the show off the ground. But it's just like I'll just wait. I'll just be paid. And if it doesn't get off the ground, whatever, who cares? My life is good. I don't need to, I don't need a super successful podcast on top of it. The people who enjoy it will enjoy it. The people who want to find it, they'll find it. I don't need it. It just, God, you get so fucking sick of it. You just get so sick of this thing that you know is unhealthy and then you're contributing to it too. I mean, I've tried to move away from that recently, at least with the videos where I've tried to do longer videos about things that I actually think and feel. And I'm going to do more of that. And they don't do it successful and people don't like, but it's like, I just don't want to contribute to like the fucking thumbnail culture where here's the thing, listen, and I don't need these people. I don't need you banging down my door, although maybe it would be good for the podcast, but like. The thumbnails for Mr. Beast could be on a horror movie poster. But that's what gets people's attention. Like, it's an arms race for attention. So when you have a guy whose eyes are wide open and their mouth is agape and it looks like they're getting probed. It looks like they're getting, like, sounded through their urethra. It's gonna get... Some head turns. It's going to get some people going, ooh, what is this? And people want to be entertained, you know, and they deserve to be entertained. And so that's what they pick, and that's fine. But just like the being on whatever side of it I am, where I think everybody is kind of on the creativity side. I've I've talked to so many friends and family who are like, we just want to go viral. We, I think my aunt visited, and my aunt is... The kind of sweetest person ever. She's a fucking nurse. It was a nurse, in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Has seen everything. Has helped so many people. We're talking. We're she's visiting. Uh, we're talking, and she goes like she has this really cute dog, and she goes, "Oh man, I feel like Frankie could go viral." And I go, "Listen, just enjoy Frankie, okay? Just enjoy the dog." The dog doesn't need to go viral. If you run a Instagram page for your dog, that's great. But when I was talking to her and she was like, "Oh, I'm like, I just know that sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, sometimes it isn't. Just enjoy the dog. Enjoy the dog. Right? I'm in this lucky place where this is all kind of just a supplement to the life that I live, which is good and fun. It, I mean, it's full of fucking, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but a life shouldn't be easy. You know, you see a person who's had an easy life. It's hard to trust them. They have big smiles and they have white teeth and their shoulders are low and their arms kind of like they have kind of like a slack to their walk. And they don't and you'll say something like, well, you know, like everyone's life is a little shitty and they're like, oh, no, not mine. And you go, oh, oh, okay. Hmm. Well, well, then. I suppose we will cease (laughs) talking. Well, I suppose this is all over. But yeah, I, I think it's just so much better to kind of get some sort of... A, maybe it is coming around. I think that these things do come in cycles. I think that we're kind of... We're coming off the crest of hyper-stimulation where I think our... Literally, our brains and our neurons can only take so much stimulation until we start realizing we do need to come down from it a little bit. Like we do need to sort of... The roller coaster can't keep going up forever, I, I've said this before and it's really annoying because everybody always says it when it happens, but I, I did start meditating again and I think it is kind of giving me a more clear concept of all that stuff and just how constantly stimulated I am and how I just need to fucking chill out because there's stuff in your life going on. I'm al- I can almost guarantee there's stuff in your life that is going on that you're not considering where if you take a second to really stop and breathe, you go, oh, that shit's fucking important. Not the dumb shit I'm doing. Like, that stuff is super important. But it's hard. It's hard finding that time. It is hard finding that time. I want to see if there's something else. I don't want to end this on any sort of a morbid note. I was trying to talk about the damn Met Gala. I was trying to talk about the goddamn Met Gala. Oh, I did... Okay, I'll end talking about this. I went to a... uh my girlfriend is a yoga teacher i went to a breathing class that uh that she took me to and it was me and all women in the class it was just me and 100% women and i've been in that situation a lot just because i do like yoga and meditating and i will often find myself in rooms where it is. and it's like i it's it's crazy to me because i'm like aren't there a lot of guys like me aren't there a lot of like kind of whatever weird woo-woo dudes aren't there aren't there enough weird woo-woo dudes are there now where there should at least be two of me there should at least be one other guy in the class that I'm kind of annoyed of but no no it's just fucking me and I got this big tall pillow so I'm like there's pic there was a picture taken and my girlfriend shows to me she's like this is so funny I'm like a head taller than all these women it looks like I'm starting a cult it doesn't look good. It's very like early Manson days because I'm on this big, tall meditation cushion. And everybody else got a smaller one. I fucking missed the memo on that. But it was cool. The teacher was talking just about like breathing. And it's so funny. Like when I go to yoga or when I have gone to yoga classes, they're so intense sometimes, especially out here. Out here, a yoga class, they just give you liposuction in the middle of the yoga class. Yoga in LA is so fucked up. They're just like, "Oh, yeah, this is our yoga and amphetamines and diuretics c- class. So you can take all of those at the same time." <laughs> and it's like, "These are the poses that will give you the tightest pussy." And it's like, "Oh, I actually I I'm just a little stressed out." And they're just like, "Okay, that's this isn't a yoga class for that. Listen. If you want a yoga, if you want yoga to uh relax and let go and be free find it somewhere else this is the yoga class where you are going to get the tightest pussy in the entire world it's like will i will i reach any state of calmness and relaxation it's like no but your pussy will be able to make a pearl out of sand and it's like all right well i think i think this isn't going to be the place for me but i did put the down payment on so let's do the class It's just nice to just do a class about breathing because I've done like a few yoga classes and it is just like crazy how much it's aesthetics based. It's like, motherfucker, we're stretching here. Let's let's tone it down on the sculpting. I've if I never hear the word sculpt again, I'm going to be fine. But just breathing, sitting down, realizing how psychotic your brain is—oh, that's so nice. When you really listen to your thoughts, and you go, "Oh man," I just started thinking about Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. This is what my brain came up with. You—you you think it's gonna be like a deep well of knowledge and information? I was just thinking about Beetlejuice from Howard Stern and boxing gloves. That's all that went down in my in my beautiful dome. Anyway. This is a great episode. Again, please subscribe to the Patreon if you enjoy it. I'm glad to check in. I'm sorry I didn't have any questions, but this is like a freestyle. This is like a loosey-goosey episode, baby. Um, Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good one.